0: Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki Master Teacher and Akashic Records Reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a five-one emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. Jesus, take the wheel, take it from my hands, cause I can't do this on my own. I'm letting go, so give me one more chance and save me from this road I'm on. Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) This song, of course, just popped into my head before I pressed record. If you are new to the podcast, no, I do not think I'm a good singer. I know I'm not a good singer, but I like to start my podcast with. A song that comes into my awareness because usually songs hold messages and as I'm reading the lyrics I'm like oh I guess this was a message for me now I know why it just popped into my head as I'm reading through the lyrics because it definitely resonates um, with what has kind of been going on in my life so um, maybe it will resonate with you as well. So how's everybody doing? How are you doing? (laughs) Did you survive I don't know, like what is going on with the Schumann resonance? Like I'm always posting about it on my stories. To be honest, I don't really know what the, like I don't understand it. I just feel it. And when this Schumann resonance, like when the graphs are going off the rails, I'm like, okay, this is validating because I'm feeling it. Like I have been feeling the energies. (laughs) Um, Have you been? Have you been um, kind of shook by some of these intense energies lately. I mean for me I've talked about this before, but I think it all started with the six six portal and things got real anyway I am feeling some relief today for many reasons which I will get into in a minute um today's episode is just gonna be kind of a life update what's been going on with me and what I have learned uh, recently and a really good reminder and some lessons that are, coming to the forefront for me so i thought i would share them with you today just a reminder that there is still time to get in on my reiki level one and two holy fire world peace reiki level one and two training that is set to start on june 25th and so this is a hybrid model i've mentioned this before so if you enroll today for instance you'll have access to the pre-recorded videos. And, you know, if you have a chance to do some of them before, that is great. But it's not a requirement for you to have finished all the modules before we meet live on Sunday. I am super excited for this. Like, I just get so pumped up being able to share this energy with other people because I know how transformational it is. I know that this energy is going to... Change your life. And for some people, they see the change very quickly. For others, it's more subtle and it's an unfolding. And it's just, I don't know, I can't put it into words, but this energy is a game changer. (laughs) Have I said that word before? Game changer? I don't think so. It's the first time I ever use that word. But yeah, if you're feeling the nudge, I would love to have you in class. It's not too late. Just send me a dm you can find the links actually in the show notes or you can go hop on over to instagram and find them in my link in bio as well or send me a dm or an email if you have any questions any concerns i would love to answer them for you as always you can also book one-to-one akashic reiki sessions with me so if you are looking for healing and guidance This is a wonderful two-for-one healing opportunity. Uh, Most of my sessions are done without technology, without Zoom links. There are a couple of options if you want to meet live. That's possible as well, but it's not needed for the guidance to come through from the Akashic Records. And it's not necessary to be meeting live virtually to receive the healing benefits Reiki is not bound by space or time. So you can receive the healing and the comfort of your own home. And I will send you a recording of the guidance that comes through and you'll have an opportunity to ask questions prior to your appointment. I also work with children and animals. So if there's someone in your life that you feel like could benefit from a Reiki session, You can feel free to ask me any questions about it. You can also just book a session for them in my link in bio and in the show notes below. One last thing before we get into today's episode, a reminder that the Reiki master training I will be offering is set to go in September. If that is something that is calling to you, I would love to have you in class and there's a hundred dollar off promo going on right now. So you can find out more about that again in the show notes. And if master training is calling to you, I would be honored to be your guide because master training I've said it once I've said it before. It's, I need to find some new words like transformational game changer, um, life changing. Like what other synonyms could I use? Because it's, 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 All those things and more. It's more than that. I can't put it into words, so I will stop. But you know that game changer is my favorite. It's not even a word, right? It's hyphenated. Is it two words? (laughs) My favorite two words in the English language are game changer with a hyphen. I digress. Okay, (laughs) let's just get into today's episode. So, Before I even get into the health scare part of it all, um, things have just been like, I swear my fight or flight has been triggered (laughs) so much lately. And it's just been a lot of like fearful things. And I'm really realizing that these things are happening because I'm being called to react differently, to show up differently and really not react. Uh, I'm being called to respond instead of reacting because in the past I would have Reacted to a lot of these things, and I have learned a lot of (laughs) lessons in the last well, I mean, in the last few years so many lessons, but I just feel like a lot, even in the last few weeks. The first thing that really just activated, I could feel my fight or flight, like, I could feel the stress response fully engage in my body. It was actually awful. It was a very terrifying moment for me when this happened and everything is good. You know, spoiler alert, everything is fine. Everything is okay. But at the time it was just so scary. So last Thursday I had to just pull up my cell phone here so I could be accurate with when this actually happened. So last Thursday I get a text and then a call from my husband. Cause I didn't, <laughs> cause I didn't see the text classic me and just saying, you know, we usually go for walks whenever my daughters have their basketball practices. And that's our little date that we <laughs> go for walks together. We love to walk. And so he called and said, they need somebody to, they need an extra man here. You know, he, he works, um, he's a line technician, um, putting the power on. And so he was asked to kind of work late. Anyhow, he called and he said, you know, is we have plans to walk? Do you, is it okay if I work? And I'm like, yeah, of course (laughs) bring in that money, honey. Just joking. Um, so that was fine. He thought it wasn't going, he said it was a very easy call. He didn't think it was going to be super long. So, um, I dropped off my daughter. At basketball and then I actually just came home and was going to do a little bit of work uh, for my business so the basketball practice was from four till six and so I came home and was doing some work on the computer and then at 5 I received this text and it says emergency sos um Jason Flick, my husband, has made an emergency call from this approximate location. You are receiving this message because Jason has listed you as an emergency contact. And then it had like a pin down on the map where he was located. And it was like, I never even heard of this place before. It's like in the middle of PEI, Canavoy. Any Cannavoy people out there? I never even heard of Cannavoy. Anyway, it looks very, very uh, rural and they're it just looked like it was right in the kind of middle nowhere. So I was like, what the heck? I've never received a text like this in my life. And I know if you put an emergency contact in your phone, you know, you can somehow like if somebody, for instance, finds you and you're hurt and unconscious, like they can activate that to send out alerts to people on their list. And so right away, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, that, you know, he works with electricity. Like there is an underlying, like, I don't worry about him very often with his job, but like sometimes things come up and you hear stories about other line technicians in other places. And you realize that there are some safety concerns with this job. And even though you're not consciously worrying about it, I think it's probably in the back of your mind that, you know, it could be a possibility that There could be an issue, there could be an accident or something like that happen someday. So anyway, I received this message and I was, it just stopped. Like I just felt my body react and I texted him, are you okay? And called him repeatedly, no answer. And it was just, my mind went to a very dark place. I pictured him unconscious on the ground, his coworker you know, activate, not able to get into his phone and activating his emergency contacts. I was panicking. And so in those moments, it's like, I don't know. I, I was caught between almost wanting to, you know, the fight flight or freeze response. I felt like I wanted to run away. I was like pacing around, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And also, you know, Feeling like I wanted to freeze, like, oh my gosh, what do I do right now? So I called 911 and I told them, you know, this is the text I received. Is this something? (laughs) I don't know. Like, is this something that people call 911 for? I just didn't know who to call and I didn't have contacts of, I don't have his coworkers' contact information, didn't know what to do. So I called 911 and they connected me to the RCMP and took my information and they said, They were going to go in that direction to go to try to find him. And in the meantime, our home phone started ringing and very low and it was coming across the screen. It's funny. We have moved into this house um, and we got a new phone number and I don't even know our home phone number. I literally do not know our home phone number and I wouldn't recognize it if you told me it. I don't know it. And I've never given it out. Really. I don't think to anyone. And the only people who really have this home phone number, I think are or Mer- the company that my husband works for because he's gotten work calls for that. He has his home phone number listed there if he's getting called out. So a, like an unknown number came up and I missed that call. And I of course the timing of this that phone never rings and I'm like the timing of that and you can't call them back because it was unknown I was like oh my gosh for sure the company was alerted of this accident and they're calling me and so your mind goes to all these creates this scenario and I was like this is this is what it has to be like it was just the timing of everything it was it was brutal and so Anyway, I had at this point, because I received the SOS at 538, oh yeah, by the way, during when I was talking to 911, my phone went dead, like it just, it dropped the call, and then I'm realizing now in hindsight, I think it was 911, I don't know if they somehow have my, if they would have access to somebody's home phone number, but, or the RCMP, I think they somehow called me back on my home phone. I don't know if that's possible. I could be wrong, or maybe it's just, I'll never know who that phone number was that I missed at exactly that time. Anyway, it was during the time that I dropped the call with 911 and had to call them back and be reconnected. Anyway, driving in, uh, to pick up my daughter from practice, it was brutal. And I was, panicking. And I called a friend who I knew had a phone number for someone who works with my husband. And so I was trying to get information and I just was going through these worst case scenarios in my mind. Anyhow, on the way in dr- driving, and I'm just going to see what time this was at. So it's five fifty one. 51. So this all started at five thirty eight. Anyway, at five fifty one, 51, it's not even that much longer. It felt like if you told me it was An hour I would have believed you because it felt like that long anyway I get a call from sorry a text from my husband and then his response to me was butt dialed I guess I was like butt dialed anyhow he didn't realize at the time um he hadn't I don't know how he didn't notice the text that he sent he didn't realize the magnitude he didn't realize the RCMP were looking for him at that point And he, anyhow, they'd been out in the kind of forest cutting down trees. There'd been a call and they had the chainsaws or cutting call, cutting down trees. And someone has told me that apparently if you were in a remote area and if you try to make a call and it doesn't go through, it will send this SOS alert. So I don't know. I'd never heard of this before. So maybe this is a common thing and people all are aware of that, but um, this had never happened to me in my life, and I just my mind went to that dark place and just picturing him unconscious on the ground and his coworker trying to get a hold of me and then his company trying to get a hold of me. Anyhow, then I get this text. Oh, sorry, butt dial. I was like, what? And so it the it probably did butt dial, but it because it didn't go through, because it was a remote place, it sent out that um SOS. So if anybody else <laughs> you know, if, if it had, you know, if I received that and my husband worked at a desk job somewhere or, uh, was, you know, in town going to Canadian tire or home Depot or something, I wouldn't have freaked out to, you know, I wouldn't have called 911. I don't think or anything like that, but The fact that with the nature of his job and everything, anyhow, the whole thing just really triggered something within me, brought up a lot of fear and I felt my body in that fight or flight. And it was like your worst nightmare almost playing out. Like That's what I felt like it was. But I'm learning through this experience and then the experience I'm going to share with you is... You know, it's so important to just try to stay in the present moment and not allow your mind is going to create different narratives. It's going to go to dark places. It's going to create stories based on past experiences, and it's going to oftentimes take you to a fearful place, and it's just really important to try to stay grounded in in these situations, anchor into your techniques that you have to help you feel grounded. I feel like I responded to this better than I would have years ago before I had these different modalities and techniques that I work with because my body, it's inevitable. Your body is going to go into fight or flight sometimes. You are going to experience stress. Like stress is actually necessary in life and it can be productive. No, not all stress is bad, but it's important that you're able to then bring your body back to a baseline. So I had to, you know, I did some breathing techniques that night and, you know, was focusing on meditating, giving myself Reiki before bed to just bring my body back to a place of homeostasis to help myself drop back into the parasympathetic, because I feel like in the past, an event like that, where I trigger the sympathetic trigger, the fight or flight, I think I would have just kept, it, I would have, it would have been really difficult to bring myself back to my baseline. So yeah, that, that experience <laughs> felt very traumatic for me, but I was able to see the progress that I've made because I was able, it's not that I I couldn't prevent, like I re I felt panic and terror in my body. I felt it and it was super scary for me, but I do see the progress in that. I was able to then bring myself back and not get caught in that chronic loop, you know, to stay stuck in that stress response. So yeah, so that was good. But, but at the same time, this is my other thing that I'm going to talk about is I had been dealing with, I, 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 and I don't know exactly when I found this, but, you know, I've talked about this in my podcast, my story that I think it was my first podcast that I had melanoma and, you know, that was the thing that kind of, started my spiritual awakening. I didn't believe in anything. And that led me to all these different modalities. And when I first was diagnosed with melanoma, that was a really difficult time in my life. I had no cope, no healthy coping skills except for exercise, but I didn't really have any healthy coping tools. And getting that diagnosis was it brought me to my knees. Okay. I, it just brought my anxieties to the forefront and made it very clear that it's not just a physical issue that's going on here. There's some, you know, mental health issues that I had been neglecting. And that diagnosis really brought that to the forefront. And I've said it before, but cancer is one of the best things that ever happened to me because it changed my life. It made me focus on, the issues that I was having with my mental health. It made me go out and find some modalities, find some coping tools and it just put everything into perspective for me. It made me realize what is important in life. What can we let go of here? You're stressing about things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And so yeah, cancer was definitely my greatest teacher so fast forward well i was going to say fast forward today i should i should note that in the years after having cancer there was a lot of fear after my surgery and even after i received that clean bill of health there were so many appointments follow-up appointments and i still have my yearly appointments now but i don't get the fear now like since so many years have passed i have really kind of distanced myself from that fear. But in the first couple of years, after even after I was told I was cancer free, I had so much fear. Like I just was so fearful of a reoccurrence. I was so afraid and I just I had a lot of fear during that time. So recently I found kind of like a n- node, a nodule on my orbital bone When I was doing Gua Sha, (laughs) shout out to Gua Sha. Gua Sha is amazing, by the way. It is, yeah, I it's so relaxing too. So good for your lymphatic health and for your skin, for your face. Anyway, yeah, big Gua Sha fan over here. And shout out to Fresh Face by Amber. I use her Gua Sha stone. She's in PEI. She gives amazing facials. And yeah, and she also sells a really awesome sea buckthorn oil that I use my gua sha. And I have like the, what are they called? Those suction cups. The There's a name for those. You know, the suctioning, I, I bought them from her as well. They're great. What are those called? There's a, there's a name for those. You know what I'm talking about? Those little suction cups that you do on your face. Cupping. It's just called cupping. I guess it's just called cups, not suction cups. Anyhow, recently when I was doing my gua sha at night, I kind of noticed this bump on my orbital bone and it's like kind of like moving it around. It's feels like almost like a rubbery bead under my skin. And I just was like, what is this? And I kind of, I wasn't right in the moment. I didn't get extreme fear, but when I went to the mirror and then I looked and I have like, a freckle mole type thing on my eyelid, really close to this nodule thing I found. And then I have a very dark, very small, but very dark mole in my eyebrow that they had been kind of monitoring because it is a bit dark, but it wasn't a, you know, a huge concern. Like every time I've gone in, they haven't been concerned about it to take it, to take it off. So, but, but this nodule was almost in the middle of these two spots. And so my mind just went to, it started to kind of create all these stories and started to, I started to get very afraid and kind of obsessing over it and just, I wouldn't let, I've learned this from my earlier days. I don't allow myself to Google Certain like symptoms like that, or if you know we find a growth, because I know what's going to to come up, pretty much every time you Google anything, you have cancer. So I'm not going down that path again. I've gone down that path before, and I don't allow myself to Google most things. But I was feeling very afraid, so I tried to call my my doctor that did my surgery, and I used to see him every year. I see my dermatologist now every year. I used to see him every year as well. Um, he'd do like a body scan on me and just to see if there's anything changing with my moles. I have a lot of moles, by the way. I don't know if it's my Irish ancestry or what, but like, oh my gosh, like mole, like every time he checked me, he'd be like, oh, you have a, a lot of moles. I'm like, I know, <laughs> so many moles, moly, 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 moly. What, mo-? like, it's funny that I quote movies because I don't watch them. I've said this before, but I watched them in my youth. So I only have a very small like reference library, but moly, 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 moly. Oh, that's Austin Powers, isn't it? I quote things and then people DM me because I usually don't know where it's coming from. And then they tell me what movie it came from. I always appreciate that. But I'm pretty sure that this is Austin Powers. I think I got it right this time. So where was I? <laughs> where was I? Yeah, so I called my this the plastic surgeon's office or the, the surgeon's office. And they said, like, I felt, Oh, I should say I fell off the rails during the pandemic. I just stopped going to, you know, that yearly appointment and I continue with my dermatologist, but for whatever reason, I stopped going to his appointments and I wasn't, you know, I kind of forgot, wasn't worried about my health and, Anyhow, just forgot about it. So I called and said, you know, I usually have a yearly appointment. I kind of fell off the rails, but I found this growth. Anyway, they said, no, you need a referral. And so I was like, oh gosh, because the last time when they found my cancer, I got a referral, and it took six months to get into to this guy. And I was like, I can't wait. This like I'm going to drive myself insane. So anyway, I was really scared and just thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to wait this long? So anyhow, I called, and this is another thing I need to say. I, you know, this comes through all the time, guidance for clients, um, and other people. And it's like, I don't take the advice that comes through for other people, sometimes for myself. And this is one of the learnings, um, that like I've received a lot of I feel like I've learned a lot from this experience, which I'll get to at the end. I'm just telling you all these random stories I know, but there were learnings in this story and, and maybe there'll be something that you can take from that as well. But one thing that comes through in a lot of client sessions is that you need to, and I know this from my training, you know, working with angels, you need to ask your angels for support. You need to call in the angels. They respect your free will you know, we are so very supportive. We are surrounded by support, but you know, our guides, our angels, they respect free will. So you need to open up that dialogue and you need to ask for what you want. And I've been seeing evidence of that lately. And, and I, it's like, I always feel like, well, it's not big enough to ask for help. You know, I don't need to, you know, I don't, it's almost like, I feel like I'm bothering, (laughs) bothering them. I don't want to ask, or I forget, or I think, well, they are supporting me, they're around me, they're going to help me. And I just always forget that the, your guys, your angels respect free will, you need to open that dialogue and you need to ask for what you want. And I've been shown that this the evidence of this recently, and, and one of the, sorry, I'm all over the place. I know I always am, but it's just popping into my awareness right now, like something even before this, that I asked for help is when we were moving my, my dad into a a community care home. And a lot of these places have crazy, crazy wait times, like two years, three years. And you know, the ones like the really good ones, it's hard to get a spot. And when I was, you know, stressing about that with my dad, wanting him to be in in a good place and feeling like this could be a very long process, I started to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not just going to take all this on myself. I'm calling in support because there is support available to me. And why am I not taking advantage of this and not taking advantage in a bad way, but like, why am I not using this support? And that's why I just feel like I always think like, well, this is not big enough, or I shouldn't be asking for this, but ask your angels, ask your spiritual team for support and they will provide And I, have been seeing evidence of this and it's just so amazing. So I asked, called in the angels and was, was asking them specifically every day. Like I need help with finding my dad a spot for his highest good, the the place where he will, it will be the best for him. It's going to be supportive of him. And I just kind of made a list of these things that were important and I just like put it out there and then let it go and stop stressing about it. And it was Crazy how quickly it worked. I apparently had put his name on a waiting list online, like a month or two prior, and they don't even remember doing it. Okay. And we were looking at another spot, which they didn't know when they, which was a look like a really wonderful spot. And we went for a tour and, you know, my dad didn't seem super keen on it just due to the location, but even that place didn't have any spots for sure opening up. And so I put out that call to the angels and, you know, asked for what was needed and then kind of surrendered. And then the next thing I know, I think it was literally the next week. I get this call from this random number saying, Oh yes, you had your, you know, your father's name on a waiting list and a room is opened up. And it's like, I told this to, number of people who know where the place is and they were like whoa you have somebody's working on your side and people made a few comments like wow like how did that happen like it's unusual that a room like that would oh like it's usually like you know it's years on a waiting list and so i was like this is amazing and then literally the next day the place that we had taken a tour we went to a tour to this place. They contacted me and said, you know what? Another a room is going to be opening up in the next month or so. And so we had our choice of these two places. And I was like, what we, I went from being so stressed that there was nothing. And how long is this going to go on to having, you know, the pick and it's, it's just was so awesome. Anyhow, I was feeling the same way with regards to this growth and, feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get in. This seems like a hopeless situation. And I called my family doctor and I just, the healthcare system in Canada right now and you know, in my province, it's not in the best situation. I just feel for all, like I have such respect for anyone working in healthcare and doctors, nurses, anyone. Like they have such a difficult job and just feel like they don't have the resources that they need and I just... Oh, I have so much respect and gratitude for all the healthcare workers out there. Um, but I called my family doctor and I'm grateful to even have a family doctor because so many people, uh, on Prince art Island don't have a family doctor. So I feel grateful for that. And she was able to, uh, this was, was it last week? Maybe I called and she was able to fit me in for tomorrow. So this this, when, when this is releasing. Okay. Uh, Friday. And that was like her squeezing me in because they were booking well into July at that point. And she, she knowing my history, she squeezed, squeezed me in. Anyhow, I asked my angels at that point, you know, please help me, please help me get an appointment and get in to see the specialist, like as, as quickly as possible so that I can move forward with this. I can receive some peace perhaps around this situation. And so I just said, please. And I was expressing gratitude. Thank you. That's another thing when you're talking to your angels to talk in the affirmative, you know, thank you for facilitating this process. Thank you for opening doors for me and, allowing me to get the, the appointment, you know, at as soon as possible. So I was saying those prayers. And so then I made that appointment and then I was chatting to my husband and he actually had an appointment booked for this past Monday that he booked a long time ago. And his appointment was just to get a general physical for his work. So it wasn't urgent for him to go at that time. So he said, why don't you switch with me? Let's call in and see if you can switch with me. You can take the earlier appointment on Monday and I'll take the Friday appointment. So we did that, which was great. So I got into the doctor on this past Monday. So I went to the appointment and I got a referral from my family doctor to the specialist and in my mind i was like how long is this going to take and i just kept praying to the angels i said i trust that i am going to be able to see the specialist and i'm going to get this you know situation taken care of as soon as possible and i just kept showing gratitude for that and also surrendering like i can't obsess over this i can't stress over this i need to put it out there And then let it go. And then the next thing you know, this was Tuesday. I get a call from my specialist and they said, can you come in Thursday morning, which is this morning? I was like, yes. And I was like, this is amazing. Part of me was fearful because knowing that they got me in so quickly because previous to my melanoma diagnosis, I actually had a mole that they suspected suspected to be a nodular melanoma. And they got me in, in two seconds, because that is a very, um, it moves very fast and it's usually doesn't present the same kind of, uh, characteristics as a typical melanoma and nodular melanoma is very serious. And so that it ended up being a blue nevus, which is totally benign, but that I got in so quickly that time. And it's interesting. The time that I actually had melanoma, it took me six months to get in. So when I got in, in the same week, I was so grateful. But at the same time, I was like, uh, is, is this a really bad sign? But I, I was like trusting that, okay, they're just taking this very seriously, given my history. That's what I was, that's what I was hoping. So anyhow, I, I had my appointment this morning and he is not worried. He checked me all out. And he said that the kind of growth, he said it was sub, what did he call it? Sub, subcutane, subcutaneous. Oh my gosh. Subcutaneous thickening, I think is what he called it. And he checked out the other moles and he you know, he's not even doing a biopsy. And that's another thing I was freaked out. Cause it's in my eye. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be very bad for the biopsy at the, and I know what they had to do with my leg and how invasive it was. I'm like, what am I going to lose my eye? Like I had all these fear thoughts had been going through my mind. Anyhow, got the best news today. I'm so relieved, but what I've learned from the reason I'm sharing all of this with you, uh, is to tell you what I've learned from this. And, you know, I wasn't perfect in the way I reacted. I still had fears come up. Um, and I was, yeah, I was ruminating or obsessing about things. And my, my mind did go to some dark places and dark scenarios, but like what this taught me is a few different things. It showed me that I'm not the same person as I was when this first happened to me with my cancer diagnosis. Okay. I had no tools. And my husband reminded me of this is like, you have all these tools now. And I never had these tools before. And I realized that this, this situation showed me that I have strayed away from some of my some of my tools, okay? And that I need to anchor back into more of my routines. So, during, you know, my spiritual awakening and when I was dealing with the fear of cancer coming back, that's when I became so interested in spirituality and like that was a support to me and drawing Oracle cards and journaling and meditating and doing breath work and being introduced to Reiki. Okay. And so, yes, I do breath work and Reiki. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't take that time all the time for myself. And it was a non-negotiable for me, uh, in the mornings to have this certain routine. But I find lately I've been getting lazy with certain things. And so, you know, when my husband's doing breath work, I'll do it with him. And I almost, it's like an ADHD thing. You need a body double sometimes like somebody else to do something. And then it's easier for you to get the motivation to do it as well. But like I was finding, you know, sometimes I'm skipping out of my meditation. I'm not journaling. And I know journaling is very supportive for me. And I had this very established journal practice that was so good. And I have abandoned that. And that's something that comes up sometimes for clients. That it's going to be supportive and, but it's like, <laughs> I'm getting the advice for them and I'm not taking it for myself. And I know it would be helpful for me too. And I'm realizing too, like I need to get more, like I do self Reiki, but I also need to get Reiki sessions from my husband more frequently or some, or a different practitioner. Like I have to be going to appointments to take care of myself because it's especially important if you are working with energy that you need to really anchor into the self-care okay you need to take if you're going to be providing healing you know a space for other people to heal you have to really take care of yourself okay energetically and physically and i just this brought into focus for me that i had been letting some things go and like i had you know, I used to pull Oracle cards for myself every day. And I have come to realize because I am doing this for a living. Now I have been putting my focus on doing it for other people, but I'm not doing some of these things for myself. And, and so when you're doing these things that take care of yourself, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, when you have, it's so important to have that foundation. So if, if things do come up, you know, you do have these, you know, the SOS text from your husband, that was a freaking butt dial or, you know, a health concern that comes up that ends up being totally fine. But like you, you have that foundation that you aren't going to react, you know, you're not that you're not going to react. You're human, you're probably going to react, but you're going to be able to find that middle space, come back to your place of neutrality, not let your brain spiral out of control like you you might have before. Okay? And I just what this has taught me is that I need, you know, I used to have a gratitude journal, like I haven't been showing the gratitude that I used to. Like that was a really important part of my spiritual practice. And this little scare for me has really brought that into focus. Like, look at all the things I have to be grateful for. And like, you know, even the time spent on social media and on your device and scrolling, I'm like, I'm wasting so much time doing this. You know, when, when you get a health scare, it puts everything, it brings every, it puts everything into perspective and it has made me realize like where my focus is and where my focus needs to be. It's also interesting because I was receiving messaging around the six, six portal, June 6th about old patterns coming to the surface, like old fears, old stuff coming to the surface to be released. And, and for me, it's so relevant. Okay. I'm having these things that had triggered me so much in the past. And I'm not saying they didn't trigger me this time, but I was able to deal with this, better than I, for sure, better than I did the first time. But I was also shown that I st- there's There's definitely room for improvement here. And it, it's made me realize, okay, Kate, you need to really work on your foundation. Again, you've been straying from some of the things that are the pillars and it's time to go back to basics, go back to basics, because I feel like I see all these journals with my future self journal and how many times have I mentioned on this podcast, the future self journal and oh, I know I'm supposed to be doing it and I still don't. So this situation for me kind of hit me upside the head again and was like, okay, time to get back to the things that you did before that you have let go of. So I'm sharing this today because I think somebody out there might need to, to hear it. So this could be a reminder for you that it may be beneficial for you to revisit some things that you used to do that were supportive to you that you've let go of. And sometimes as we walk on the spiritual and healing path, we let go of things because we think we don't need them anymore. And I don't know. It's interesting. What's coming into my awareness right now is, I don't know why this might be a message for somebody around medication um that you don't need a certain medication anymore. I don't know. You'll have to let me know if this resonates with somebody, but that I'm seeing somebody take some sort of medication and then they've let it go and then they're struggling right now and they just feel like they can't they feel like it's a failure to go back on this medication. What I'm hearing right now, whoever this is for, I feel like it's not this isn't going to be for a ton of people, but it's for somebody that there's There's no shame in going back to that. If that supported you for a period of time, like it's, it's okay. What I'm hearing right now is going back to anything, you know, that's going to support your mental, mental or physical health. There's no failure in that. Sometimes you need that extra support and maybe you'll be able to let it go again, but sometimes we have to, I'm hearing right now, sometimes we need to go back to move forward. And so I feel like this is aside from the medication, I feel like that's for somebody in particular, but in a more general sense, if you are feeling stuck right now, okay, if you are struggling with something, if you have some challenges and you have been on the healing path, like, Can you look back to some strategies or some techniques or things that you used to do in the past that supported you? And that's almost like you let go of them because you feel like, okay, I've, I've gotten past that. I've moved forward. I don't need that anymore. And I'm hearing for someone that might be therapy, like cognitive behavioral therapy, you had a therapist, you let go of them because you feel like you've progressed. And it's almost like, well, if I go back to the therapist, that means I've failed in some way or you know, I I'm, I'm beyond that. And what I'm hearing is there, you know, there is no shame in going back to Like you just keep hearing the same thing. Sometimes you need to go back to move forward. So the overarching message is maybe, I don't know, I'm hearing beginner's mind. Okay. And that you may feel like you've learned so much, be, just based on what you've gone through in your life, based on your experiences, but it's like, let's look at your situation right now with a beginner's mind. Like, let's be curious and be open. You know, when you're a beginning, you're a beginner in anything, you're curious, you're open to new things and be open to look at your situation right now, your current situation with a beginner's mind. And it's okay to ask for support. It's okay to get support. And now I'm just seeing all these different random scenarios coming up. Like for instance, if you are somebody who exercises and I'm even seeing like particularly somebody who like has an exercise pro, like maybe you are a fitness instructor and you're feeling stuck in your fitness routine and you're like, Oh, like I can't hire, I'm a fitness instructor. I can't hire somebody to, to help me like maybe create a plan or like, that's embarrassing. Like I, you know, that would create shame maybe. And it's like, no, everybody needs support. Okay. You just because you're leading all these other people in their fitness routines, maybe you need somebody to support you. So you don't have to worry about your own. Like you can have somebody guide and lead you. Okay. And I mean, that's the same thing as I was talking about for me with Reiki, like you know, I can do my own self Reiki, but there is a benefit from having the support of other people. Okay. And, and I'm hearing to receive that support. It's so important to be open to receive. And some people may not feel worthy to receive right now for some reason, or maybe from past circumstances, but I'm hearing is you are worthy To receive support. And and maybe the message in this for some people is that it's time to ask for help. What in whatever area of your life that you need help or support, it's okay to ask for help. You haven't failed. Okay. There's no shame in asking for help. And if you are hyper independent, if you know depending on your your childhood upbringing, if you were responsible over overly responsible for your parents or caretaking your parents' emotions, or had a lot of responsibilities as a child, you may have developed hyper independence, and so asking for help feels like you're failing. It feels like you are not living up to maybe those expectations that were unconsciously or subconsciously set in your childhood. And so I feel like this message is for someone that you deserve support. You deserve to ask for help and you don't always have to be the person helping everybody else. You are worthy of being supported yourself and you may have gained confidence and your self-esteem through your ability to help others and support them. And that's what made you feel like you were, worthy of being in certain relationships and that made you feel lovable because you could support people and help people. So that made you valuable to them and maybe lovable. But what I'm hearing today is you are lovable just as you are. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to help anybody or support anyone or sacrifice yourself. Whether you feel that love in your life or not, I'm telling you right now that you are surrounded by unconditional love and if you're not feeling loved in your in your life right now or you're not feeling love in your some of your relationships in your life then this is a sign you may want to start opening up that conversation with your guides and with your spiritual team because they have so much love okay for you and it's it's all around you Okay, but you may, for you to be able to perceive it, you might need to work on developing that relationship with your spiritual team. So again, these messages might not all resonate. Just take what resonates, leave the rest behind. but I know that certain, I'm just guided to talk about certain things because certain people need to hear it. So take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I kind of went on a tangent there because the information was kind of just coming at me, channeling through, wasn't fully expecting all that, but I think I had been talking about the six, six portal (laughs) before I went off and it, it, the six, six portal really did bring to the surface, these old patterns of fear for me. Okay. And that circumstance with my husband and now the situation with my health and these are Triggers for me. These are, you know, my greatest fears, and I was being confronted with them. And while I do feel like I have progressed, okay, I have improved (laughs) in how I handled them, I was shown that there's more work to be done. I need to anchor back into my rituals, my morning routine and really prioritize my spiritual health, my mental health, because I was letting aspects of that fall to the wayside because I do a lot of these things in my everyday life for other people as part of my business. And I just didn't feel like prioritizing it for myself anymore. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it for, it's almost like I'm doing these things for other people. So I almost tricked myself into thinking I was doing it for myself at the same time. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to dedicate that time to yourself every morning and make, keep that promise to yourself so that you have that foundation when life is challenging and life is going to be challenging. There are going to be ups and downs and we are going to be faced with these fears. So it's just so important to have that foundation in place so that you don't maybe spiral okay and you don't you don't attach to these fears you're able to create that separation and I did practice a lot of times like surrender and I would get pulled in again I would get pulled into the fears and then I would have to bring myself back to that place of surrender and remind myself or my husband would remind me and I would zoom out and I'd you know tell myself like okay kate like you know this <laughs> you under you know that whatever is unfolding right now is part of the divine plan okay it's it's here to this these things that are happening are here to teach you lessons okay and it's your decision whether you learn from them or not okay and they will be repeated <laughs> if if you're not learning from them so it's best to look at the current challenge that you're facing and try to figure out what is the lesson here? Why am, why am I going through this right now? What can I learn from this? And, and that's when I started to, when I shifted my focus and started to focus on, okay, none of this isn't happening by chance. Okay. I need to surrender to this this is part of the divine plan okay this is happening for a reason what can i learn from this so when i reframed it like that i started to realize okay i need to anchor more into gratitude i need to get back to my my certain practices i need to work on not letting my brain you know create these narratives that are untrue so it revealed to me a lot of things you know my relationship with fear and that i that i can't just attach to it and the importance of surrender so i was able to zoom out and, and see all the lessons. That being said, (laughs) I would be drawn back into it, into the fear. And then I'd have to pull myself back out again. And so during this time waiting for these appointments, I have really focused on getting out in nature and, and, and being out by the water where it's quiet and reading more. Okay. Reading at night not being on my phone. Okay. And that's something I never allowed myself to be my phone before I went to bed. You know, there was when I really got into, you know, I was into biohacking before I really got into spirituality. And it was just, you know, all about the blue light and circadian rhythms. And I never you know, I was very strict about being on a device before bed. And I've noticed, this is another thing that revealed to me, noticed that I had let that routine creep back in and I'm scrolling before bed. Never let myself take my phone into the sauna. You know, that's part of my nightly routine. Who's on their, who's on their phone in the sauna? Me. So it's like this situation has revealed to me these places that I let these bad habits creep back in. And I'm like, not saying like, yeah, I shouldn't be labeling it good or bad, but it's like these are habits that don't serve me. And I know they don't serve me, but I've let things slide. And the this situation with my health and even the thing with uh my husband, it's just put into perspective for me, like, okay, I need to tighten these things up. I need to get back to basics. So I'm very grateful, even though this has been very stressful, <laughs> I'm very grateful that this happened because it just has allowed me to refocus. So I'm going to leave you today with a couple of questions. My first question is, I was talking about the six, six portal, bringing up these past things from the past, past fears. Do you notice that there have been patterns that are coming into your awareness recently from the past. Okay. Maybe certain situations that have happened in the past that are coming up again. And you're like, why is this happening again? Okay. S- similar situations where you are, you know, being presented with a challenge and, you know, it feels like you've already gone through this. It feels like you've already dealt with it. And it's coming back again. I'm just curious, is this something that's happening for you? And, and just become aware like how are you responding are you responding differently than you would have in the past are you still responding and or reacting in the same way like how are you dealing with this reoccurrence of a of a pattern or are you noticing you know old i don't know it could be memories coming up or yeah like i said patterns situations that are mirroring things from the past I feel like some people are going through this. I don't think it's just me. So if you are being faced with these kind of situations that are reminiscent of things that have already happened to you, it's important to ask yourself why and ask yourself if there's a lesson for you in this challenge, in this situation, and maybe how you can respond differently this time. Because I feel like a lot of people are being presented with these reoccurring themes and given an opportunity to choose differently this time around. So yeah, if that resonates with you, I'd love to hear about it. Shoot me a DM because I always just feel like certain things are coming for certain people and it's always validating for me when I get your DMs to hear what resonated for you. And so my other question for you is... What can you revisit right now that can help support you in your current situation? Is there a tool, a technique, a modality, some type of practice that you know supports you that you have let go of? Okay, Is there something that you feel like you've moved on from and you don't do anymore, but you know can support you? just take a moment to reflect and just think about your current situation. And maybe you have kind of let things slide in some areas of your life. Maybe this is a time for you to anchor back into the basics and the things that you know that work well for you that support you. And remember that going back to the basics doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean that you're not progressing. What's coming through it it means quite the opposite. Okay? When you are growing and evolving, having the ability to recognize when you need to take a few steps back, that is actually a sign of true growth and not feeling shame for having to go back to those basics to maybe even start fresh, okay, start as that beginner again. So let me know if this resonates, if there are some things that you kind of have gotten away from, you know, it could be because your life is so busy or you are feeling really challenged. And that's one thing that I find that when I am really challenged, I feel more resistance to doing the things that I know are going to support me. When I am very stressed out or challenged, I don't want to sit down and do meditation or breath work. Like I don't necessarily want to always give myself a Reiki session or my husband will say, I'll give you a Reiki session today. And I'm like, no. And his Reiki sessions are amazing. I a hundred percent feel better every time after he gives me a Reiki session. But when I am in it, in the thick of it, I usually say, no, no, I'm good. I don't have time or I'll make up an excuse. So I I just experience a lot of resistance when I am dealing with something difficult. I don't know if you're the same. So if you are feeling resistant right now, you are not alone. And this is just your little nudge that it is important to go back to those basics. It's important to take care of yourself and anchor into those foundational rituals. And if you don't, maybe you don't have any rituals. This is a sign for you that it's important to create that foundation. So if you are new on this path, if you're just starting out, okay, a great place to start is mindfulness and even just starting the day with one conscious breath, put your hand, let's do it together, hand on your heart, okay, let's take a deep inhale through the nose, deep into your belly, allowing that belly to expand, and just a slow exhale through the mouth, just one conscious breath. You brought yourself into the present moment. You had a mindful moment. And as the holistic psychologist would say, is making that promise to yourself to do this every day, like showing up for yourself and making that commitment to yourself every day, because we're going to want to break the commitment. Okay. So I'm challenging you, if you are new to this, especially, is challenge yourself to take one conscious breath every day. And you know, you might want to tie it to an existing habit. So I'm gonna take the conscious breath when I'm brewing my coffee. Or maybe it's the first thing you do before your feet hit the floor in the morning. But oftentimes when we tie a new habit to a pre-existing habit, it's you're more likely to continue on with that habit. Hey, it's really good for habit formation, but in my opinion, it's best to start small. So if you, I'm not asking you to do 10 or 15 minutes of breath work every day, because there's a good chance you would abort that program, (laughs) that routine, because it's just very all or nothing. But I think we are all capable of putting our hand to our heart and taking one conscious breath every day. And so do that for two weeks or three weeks, it may feel really small, but you're creating that trust with yourself because oftentimes, you know, we've been taught to self-abandon. We prioritize other people's needs above, our, above our own. And we will, you know, keep our promises to everyone else. But the first person we will, you know, break a promise with is ourself. So creating that trust with ourself, okay. Prioritizing ourself and saying, no, I'm sticking with this habit of one conscious breath every day. And then you can build on it. Maybe you're going to do two conscious breaths, one in the morning, one in the evening, or maybe you're going to just set a timer in your watch and, and be aware of your inhales and exhales for one minute, or let's start with 30 seconds. So you can add on and progress, but it's just about establishing the habit first, creating that routine, but also establishing the trust with yourself because you will feel that resistance and you will want to break it. But but just creating that routine and then you can grow from there. So I hope that some of this resonated. I felt called to share this today. So it's usually for a reason. I hope you are doing well. If you are facing some challenges right now, I see you and I'm sending lots of love to you. If you are feeling unsupported Just know you are surrounded by so much love and support from your spiritual team, but also don't be afraid to ask for the help of others. Don't be afraid to ask others to support you because you are worthy of support. So enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you here the same ish place. No, the same place, same ish time (laughs) next week. Oh yes, before I go, I need to bring it back to Carrie Underwood and Jesus Take the Wheel. Because if you look at the lyrics, it is so relevant to everything that I was talking to today. Um, Jesus Take the Wheel, take it from my hands, because I can't do this on my own. I'm letting go. So give me one more chance and save me from this road I'm on. And that's how I felt at many times during the last few weeks that it was too much to carry. Yeah, I felt very overwhelmed and like I I literally felt like I can't do this on my own and then I had to remind myself that I have the knowledge now that I didn't have before. Before I didn't feel the support of the universe of my guides, my spiritual team. I didn't have that. I didn't have faith. I felt like I was doing it all on my own. And so now through my spiritual experiences and my growth, I have come to understand that we are so supported and we don't need to do it on our own. And it's important to ask for that help. And it's so important to surrender and know that this is happening for you, not to you. And that's really difficult to keep in perspective sometimes that things are happening for you and not to you because there were a few moments in the last couple of weeks where I was feeling pretty attacked. To be honest, I was feeling very low. But when I started to do those rituals again, pull the oracle cards, I started to feel the support that was always around me. I just didn't feel it but by doing these practices and rituals I started to get the messages and I was asking for signs and got so many like yesterday I asked for a sign because I was getting the nerves were coming up again because I knew I had the appointment in the morning I was feeling really scared and afraid and so I asked out loud to my to my angels, I said, please send me a sign. I'm going to be okay. Just send me a sign that you are here with me. And then I went to pump my gas and I was pumping my gas. Wasn't even looking at like, I just was waiting for the little click to tell you that the tank is full. And it was like 77, 79, I think, or something like that. It was so close to all sevens, which would have been amazing, but still to see those three sevens, and seven to me is very like a sign of luck and so I felt really supported and then I saw so many on license plates I saw I never see 000 I was seeing 000 333 more sevens and so I just was getting a lot of signs and then this morning I asked for a sign and then I was walking around my neighborhood in the morning and I just look I decided to go a different route that I usually don't go on and I turned my eyes to look at this house and there were two butterflies and like a butterfly is kind of a symbol from my mom so I felt her presence so I was getting all of this reassurance so the moral of this story is be open to the support that is available to you and also just remember that when you are feeling like things are too much for you that you're feeling overwhelmed it's too much for you to carry then the best thing you can do is surrender and you know, Jesus take the wheel and not in a religious way, but like, let the universe take the wheel, let your guides take the wheel. And you will be surprised, I think, um, just surprised in the ways that you will be supported. So Carrie Underwood. Yeah, the song definitely <laughs> encompasses what we were talking about this week in the podcast, what I've been going through anyway. And um maybe other people are going through as well all that to be said i am leaving now (laughs) i keep saying oh yes and this and this oh and one more thing no i'm gonna leave you now this is well over an hour so thank you so much for listening today i love connecting with people on the podcast even though i can't see you i feel connected to this community and i just really appreciate you listening so have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Oh my gosh, I think this episode is going to be one hour and 11 minutes. one eleven. Thank you, universe. Thank you, universe. Okay, I digress. Gotta go. See you next week. Bye.